the D-Place podcast on creativity and spirituality. Welcome back, friends, to the Deep Place podcast. We've had a few weeks off here. It's been uh, a bit of a lockdown in Melbourne because of the virus again. Uh, And also, um, we had a massive, huge storm, and so I had no power for a week, uh, which is always a wonderful challenge to live with two children with no power, but that's okay. We had a a great time lighting candles, etc., etc., and made it into an adventure. But enough about me. Why we are here today is we get to hang out with the incredible, amazing Sabrina Lloyd today. Sabrina is a multidisciplinary artist who's been traveling the world all over the last decade from Uganda, Rome, Kenya, Canada. She is a mother, a writer, a storyteller, a visual artist. She's an incredible painter. She's a potter. She's an award-winning actress. She's got creative writing degrees, English literature degrees, and so much more. Before all of this, she was a Hollywood actor, a film and television actor uh, that saw her working with incredible people like Aaron Sorkin, Patrick Swayze, William H. Macy, Gabrielle Byrne, Hal Hartley, is starring in things like Sports Night, which is where I first saw her, uh, Sliders, Numbers, Fatherhood, The Girl from Monday. Sabrina Lloyd had an amazing, incredible career as an actress, and then she left it all. She left it all. And this discussion that we're about to hear is her reflections on this creative journey. Uh, It's a really, really beautiful discussion and I hope you enjoy it. The other thing to say is that Sabrina and I are running a course. We run an online course together called The Art of Crafting Story. We've gone through it once already last year and it's coming up in like two weeks time when this is released on the 5th of July. So if you enjoy what you hear today and want to engage more and think about storytelling, and take up a story writing project, um, come and join us with The Art of Crafting Story. You can check it out at www.joelmccarroeducation.com. It's a month-long online course taking about half an hour each weekday. Uh, There's 20 lessons in it. Sabrina and I showing and talking about how to write stories that are indelible. So please do check that out. But for now, let's sit back Enjoy this really beautiful conversation with my friend, Sabrina. So it is my absolute delight to welcome one of my dearest, I was going to say nearest and dearest, which is definitely <laughs> not nearest because she's all the way over the other side of the world, but one of my dearest friends, Sabrina Lloyd. Welcome to the Deep Place podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. It is great to have you here. Well, you're sitting on a lovely island off the coast of Canada somewhere, Mm -hmm. um, having having just got back from Kenya, um, spending a few months in Kenya, where you kind of go in between, a little bit between Kenya and Canada is your life at the moment. But what else, tell us, what else does your life look like? Who's who's Sabrina Lloyd right now? Oh, uh, yes. Traveling lots, continuing to put down roots, which I have to constantly uproot and then move. And so the Sabrina right now, I think, is looking to get deeper into the island and where I live and see how just how far down we can go. This peripatetic uh, existence has been interesting and fun, and I was drawn to it for many reasons. But uh, the Sabrina right now is is wanting to settle, settle in, in a home for a while. Yeah. That sounds nice. 
yes, down it does. Roots. Has, yes, has we, your life, can go continue? I was just going to say we've been, we were in Kenya and Uganda and Rome and then back to Kenya. Uh, and all the while we bought this place. It's actually very bittersweet because we bought the house that I'm at now to give the children roots because they have been growing up. My children have been growing up as expats. And people would often ask my daughter, where are you from? And she couldn't answer it. And so we decided to buy a summer house for them to have a place to go in the summertime so that they could just get involved in the culture and feel like they were a part of something. But we didn't realize that that we would just love it so much and end up spending so much time here that they wouldn't want to go anywhere else. So the, the place that we gave mm. them to give them roots tangled them, tangled them so much that it's become <laughs> uh, it's become very difficult to get them to go anywhere else. So I think if they have any say, we're, we're not moving again. Oh, that's glorious. I would love to live on an island uh, somewhere. It would be really, really lovely. Um, does it, for you, does it feel like home? Where's, where would you say is home? Is you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, this is, this is the greatest sense of home that I have. There is still a pull for me. I left my country 13 years ago and mm. there's the Canada is not my country. It's not my home country. It's my adopted country. I'm, I'm a permanent resident here, but there, I do still have an ache for my home and my country. And it's people, you know, they think Canada, the States very close together, but they're, they're very different in many, many ways. And I, I feel the pull. I often feel the pull. I, I find myself Googling houses, little farms down in the States often, but this is home. This is the most home that I've felt, I would say, since living in New York City, which was always the place mm. I felt the most home. Like New York will always probably be what I consider to be home, but this mm. is a good second. Uh, but I do, I do still ache for um, the United States often. I, I ache for it. I, you know, people people give Americans a hard time and we are, we are a bit like puppy dogs, you know, we can be quite annoying, but we're, we're, you know, we can be cute too. <laughs> so <laughs> we might pee on the rug and we don't have very good manners, but <laughs> we can be fun to play with. So, oh, I, you know, sometimes I, I miss, I miss being around that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's, I really love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> So we, I, I'd love to chat some more because it sounds like, I mean, already we're hearing this um, traveling life, hints of Rome and Kenya and, and Canada and New York before that. You have lived a life, my friend. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> Can you maybe just give us a little bit of a, um, a description of that? What what is what has your life looked like over the years? You were once an actor. Um, you can start there, or you could start before that. But I'd love to hear what what is what's life looked like for you over the last however many years. Yeah, it's been, it, well, my foundation was always, I, I found myself in creativity. I found myself mm. in, in my acting when I was very, very young. So that drew me to New York to pursue that. I was a deeply unhappy child. And I think I looked in many directions for many things. And it wasn't until I found acting that I, I found a way to um, life, a way to my own form of mm. prayer, a way to mm. calm myself. So I mm. did that and that drove me tremendously. Um, and, but it, it, it came to a point where it wasn't deep enough for me. The connection that I had to my own self, I realized was, I, I would say it almost, I, in some ways, I, I think I put on the world of success because I was very lucky. I became very successful and it became a very good band-aid mm. to not have to look at who I was, my relationship to myself as deeply yeah. as I could. I, and I, I didn't 
quite understand myself well enough because I got into acting so young and I, I really didn't, you know, to, to be completely honest, I truly didn't know who I was when I wasn't working. I was, I would be very lost in those times and I got scared. And so I liked to keep working and I was lucky that I kept working, but as I got older and, and more interested in, in different things, I started to want to explore that part of myself without that. Mm. Well, who was I, if I wasn't playing a character and who was Mm. I, if people didn't know me and who was I, if I wasn't, you know, quote unquote, semi-famous or whatever you want to say. And so I started to pull away a little bit. I went to university in New York, to Columbia. I wanted to study religion which is what I was majoring in and creative writing. Those were my two things that I was focused on. And then my boyfriend at the time who had been in my life for a while, we met on an Island. (laughs) Now that we're on an Island here, we met on an Island off of Belize uh, about 20 (laughs) years, 20 years ago. Uh, He was going to start a career with the United Nations. And he said, let's get married and move to Africa. And every bit of me that was looking to find a different part of me, like to get to know myself was like, yes. Of course I was Mm. terrified and scared, (laughs) but I said, yes. And that life just unfolded. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't never necessarily the plan to continue to go, go, go. But the deeper I went into me, the deeper I got scared, the more interesting it became. And the more I realized that I was going to have to find myself in new ways. So it's been a decade, a full 10 years of, writing, but a lot of quiet, you know, mothering and digging. And then through that came my painting, which is what mm. I'm doing now. And yeah, have, we'll get, we'll get to your painting yeah. thing because I want to so hear all of, about yeah. that. So that's kind of like, just like the little bit of, you know, very quick summary of a very long 20 years yeah. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, let's go back. Let's go back to the acting for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, at the beginning, you said acting was like, um, um, there was a beautiful thing that happened with acting to start with. Mm-hmm. Like you came out of a hard child or a sad childhood. You said, um, mm-hmm. what did acting do for you in, in those moments? What was it meeting in you in a good way? And then it be- sounds like it became a not so good way. Yeah. I think, well, I think they were always married, you know, it was good because I didn't have to be myself (laughs) and that felt good. I was bullied terribly as a child, terribly as a child. And I mean, really, it's funny. I had my bully reached recently reached out to me um, to apologize. She had just, she said it has haunted her her entire life how horrible she was to me. It was bad. It was a very traumatic time in my life to be young. And so when I found acting, I found musical theater. I'm I'm a singer as well. And I found musical theater and I, it gave me a chance to, I mean, create, I'd always been a very creative. I was always painting and playing and making up dances and songs. So I was extremely creative as a child. So it gave me an outlet for that, which was wonderful. It gave Mm. me a chance to, you know, at that time, I think probably even now, you know, but certainly at that time in rural Florida where I grew up, you know, the misfits were the ones who were in musical theater. So I finally (laughs) found a place where I fit, right? It was like a whole group of misfits. We were all a little bit weird. We all didn't look right. We all were a little bit awkward. So it was like, I found my tribe, but at the same time I found my tribe, I also didn't have to be me, right? I didn't have to be the girl that was picked on in school and made fun of. And um, so it was like, you know, it was great because it was, yeah, it was like, I found my people and I got to, I got to to go and disappear and be other people. And that was Mm. incredible for me. 
but uh, yeah and then and then recognizing that you had lost yourself in that was that the like or perhaps you'd never because you'd run from um those hard times into becoming putting on uh the the masks of other characters um it was a re it sounds like it was a realization of oh actually who the heck am i now because you became as you said you became um you were at the top of your game like you were working on this is how i got to know you as i i'm an aaron sorkin fan yes um, and you were on <laughs> you were on sports night and i love sports night i really loved sports night and and was like i wonder what this this lady sabrina lloyd is doing now and looked up your um found your blog and and mm -hmm. read your stories and was like oh, i need to connect with, I want to write her a poem and so I wrote you a poem <laughs> you did um, <laughs> and it was so beautiful and I thought who is this crazy person this crazy misfit writing me this poem <laughs> I am a little bit like that um, I'm sure many people have thought that over the years right uh, yeah I'm sure like I'm sure for everybody right like but that's what makes us creative and and we we kind of yeah I mean look it wasn't um it was a, it was a slow discovery. Yeah. I did just yeah. run right into it and I was successful. I, I was at the top. It was wonderful. I was getting offered things constantly. I walked away when I decided to leave my career. I was, you know, the lead on a TV show, the show called numbers on CBS. And it was, yeah. um, I, you know, they said to me, you you can't leave. You're never going to leave. Like people don't leave. And I walked away. Wow. I, I quit the show after a year wow. because I just couldn't do it anymore. I just, huh. I had to go and find who I was is a creative person outside of it. It's a very, um, it was wonderful in so many ways. And I'm incredibly grateful for so many experiences, but no, I mean, I really, you know, I would leave the set and, you know, I didn't have a full life outside of my work. It's, I didn't know how to yeah. build one. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to find it. And I just, I would, there was too many blurred lines. I didn't learn boundaries. There's just so many things I needed to go and learn for myself away wow. from them. Wow. So someone, I'm just wondering if you can maybe speak to the podcast listeners for a bit, someone who um, is like desiring to be you, to get into acting, to get who's, who's, or is in that world. We have a number of people who are in the acting kind of world. What would you say to them as someone who now has been out for 20 years or mm -hmm. 10 years, sorry, and looking, looking back at who you were then and the struggles you had, what, what does someone beginning in this field need to hear? Well, the good thing that I would want to say is that I think the business is changing wonderfully. Mm. You know, when I was in it, it was a lot harder. There was a lot less production, right? I mean, now you have streaming services and Netflix. And from my understanding, yeah. from the people that I know still in the business, there's so much more work. There's so much more work. So I think that right there is wonderful. Like realize your odds yeah. are going to be much greater of getting the job. And I, I think that for women, it's getting easier and better. You know, hmm. I have a thousand Me Too stories. It was just, I mean, that yeah. was my life in that business. And it was wow. one of the reasons that I walked away. Absolutely one of the reasons mm -hmm. that I walked away. I did not like how I was treated as a woman in that business. But it's changed. Yeah. It's, it's changing, I should say. It has changed and it's continuing to change. And I, I see women now and I see roles for older women. And I think, wow, it's wonderful. Mm. But, you know, in terms of like individual, for me at that time, you know, it's again so long ago, I do feel like times are different with social media. But I, you know, part of my walking away as well and then finding myself later as a writer and, a, and an artist is that I, I feel like I, I gave too many people the power to claim who I was as an artist instead of claiming wow. it for myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I wasn't an actor until I got a job. And then, you know, if it was in between jobs, well, are you still an actor? It was like, you had to have the work. Someone, someone had to tell you you're an actor or someone had to believe, oh, well, are you really, oh, you're just doing that. Or you're like, it was almost like this hierarchy of what kind of actor are you? What I didn't like that. And, and I was part of it, right? I let myself think of myself in the way that other people thought of me. I let myself think of the labels, right? I think that now it's much easier to claim who you are. You know, if you're an actor, be an actor, right? Whether someone's hired you yet or not, I think it's really important to say to yourself, this is who I am. And when you own that, I, I truly believe that that God, whatever you want to call it, the higher power, I I, I think that they, they, they hear that prayer. They hear that prayer of saying, okay, you are believing in yourself in that. And I didn't have that for a long time. As you, as you then left that whole scene, um, I'm just wondering how that transition was, like going from, because that would have been possibly very opening and wonderful, but also would have been hard <laughs> to move from being yeah. known by people yeah. and seen by however many, yes. maybe millions of people who watched, who watched those shows that you were in, to yeah. now you're living yeah. in Africa, as it, <laughs> like no one knowing you. What was that like? Well, I have to tell you, it was, it was like ripping off a very deep, hard scab. It was graft onto your skin. It was like ripping it off. (laughs) And I, you know, I will say that I am, it is one of the things that I am most proud of because I had Hmm. to be very brave. I had to be brave with myself. I had to be brave with my insecurity. You know, it's very different when you're able to sit in a room and everybody knows that you're on TV or you're in a movie because everybody gives you attention. Everybody, I, I had to check myself. I had to wait and see, can I be in this room and not have anybody know that I used to be this or that and just be me? Is that going to be enough? Yeah. And I yeah. challenged myself to that because, of course, the ego is powerful. It's a very strong, powerful, crazy, you know, demon in our lives that wants to say, oh, but look at me. And you want to raise your hand and you want to say, but don't you know who I am or don't you know who I was? And I wanted to see, am I enough just for me? Wow. Is this, am I going to be enough if I just sit here and I say nothing? And I did, I became invisible, especially you know, with my husband and his work. And I became the expat wife following my husband around the world. You know, they call us wow. UN spouses and it was humbling. And sometimes yeah. I let myself feel humiliated by it, but I knew mm. that that humiliation was just my ego. Mm. And I knew that I needed to have, you know, I have to tell you, there's a book I read. And I think I talked about it in our class that we've taught together, you and I, and I'm I'm pretty sure I talked about it. And it it was a really, I mean, it was before I left to go to Africa, but it has really truly informed my life. It's one of the most important books that I have read. And um, Mm -hmm. it's called What Falls from the Sky. And it's Mm -hmm. about this woman who wanted to give up the internet for a year, all internet to see what would happen. And what happened was she, she rediscovered her relationship to her religion, to God. Mm-hmm. And I always, I kept thinking to myself, what will happen if I let all this go? If I let, you know, for her, it was the internet. And she, she literally became, she had to find a different relationship because her relationship was to her computer and to the online world. And she found a relationship with her spirituality. And I thought, who, what relationship 
am I going to have if I let this all go? Because Mm -hmm. I have defined myself as so many successful actors who start young, you see it happen all the time, define myself from other people's opinion of me. And you know, what's come out of it is I really have, I, I, my relationship I found was with myself. Wow. And I found myself and I found my relationship wow. to myself. And that is, you know, because I tell my daughter all the time, all the time, I say the most important relationship you will have is the one you have with yourself. Mm. And I think that that's something we need to tell our children and we need to tell everybody it's, that's the relationship that you need to, that, that spend a lot of time with that relationship because that relationship will make all of your relationships more beautiful. Right. And everything yeah. you do then will be yeah. come from this place of, of peace inside of yourself. Oh, absolutely. And including, especially so our creativity, because so mm-hmm. much like for us creatives, how much is that draw to be defined by other people's perspective on our creativity rather than oh, just yeah. us, yes. rather than just our own, what we're doing? Yes. Yeah, we do. We're like, look, tell me I'm good. Tell me, tell me, tell me. But, and that's okay too. I mean, it's okay to want to share and be, but you can't, we have to know that it, at the end of the day, we have to go to bed with ourselves at night, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're mm-hmm. the ones that have, we have to like, we have to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm proud of myself. Look at what I've done. I'm really proud. Mm-hmm. Like you go into that audition. If you're an actor and you're listening to this, you go into that audition and you know what, if you were really scared or you feel like you blew it, you give yourself a big hug and you, and I do, I mm-hmm. want to cry thinking about this and say, I'm so proud of you that you were brave enough to, to stay in that room. I'm so mm. proud of you that you were able to speak the words, even though they came out shaky, you know, because that's what matters. Cause that's going to just make you better the next time, you know? Yeah. 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 And it gives you then, I think it also gives you the freedom and, and perhaps this is what we can go on to. It gives you the freedom to explore what then can become your creativity. Um, yes. Cause otherwise we put ourselves in this box of, I need to meet this expectation. I need to, needs to look like this. I need to be appeasing my audience, et cetera, et cetera. And so we stifle any experimentation, but it yes. sounds like the, you force you leaving all of that world, mm-hmm. journey, going to Africa, journeying around the world, um, discovering writing, discovering pottery discovering um painting like all these things have come out of that is that is that the case yes i would never be where i am in my life if i hadn't made that choice it was the hardest decision i ever made and the absolute best decision that i ever made i can't Mm. believe how i mean i truly it's interesting because i was like people would look at me and say, you know, you had your, this great success, but I would consider my creative life way more successful now because I, I own it in such a different way. It's, it is flourishes inside of me now. It's not, it's not anymore. Someone telling me or putting me or it's me, it's mine. It's like this, this, I, I, I consider it very like Elizabeth Gilbert talks about like it's this energy around us and like it's like I feel like it's this, this thing inside of me now that I, I just I carry with me and and interestingly I just had an audition yesterday and I've kind of opened up the doors to go back into acting because oh, wow, I yeah. feel I feel like now that creative energy can go anywhere. I don't feel like it's anymore in a box. I feel like, okay, now it's mine. And so if I want to go do a movie, I can go do a movie. And if I want to do my pottery, I can do my pottery. And I do my painting every day. And it's, mm. I carry it with me now. I don't give it to anybody anymore. And it's so much more 
creative. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I find myself, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with creativity flowing through me right now. Oh, I am overwhelmed with the beautiful creativity flowing through you right now. You are like the most prolific painter right now ever. You are, you are painting astonishing pieces every single day is your practice right now, isn't it? I paint every day. I find time no matter what to paint every single day. And, you know, I have to tell you what I love about painting is mm. it's it's so incredibly freeing in the in the fact mm. that everybody likes a different piece of art. Right. So even mm. if you wanted to try and paint for somebody, you can't, you just can't because there's two, yeah. like, I love, I put my paintings up on social media because it's really fun for me to share. And I don't, it doesn't matter, but it's so funny to me that no two people like the same piece, right? This, I know this person likes this piece and this person likes this piece. And these people are going to like these because we all have such different tastes. So I paint for me, I paint what I see mm. and um, I paint intuitively. It's all from my mind and my imagination. And I, it brings me so much joy. And if it brings other people joy to look at it, it's wonderful for me, but it's, it, for me, it brings me joy. Yeah. Every day I paint every single day. I love it. And what, what is it about it that brings you the joy? Like, can you pick up what that is? Why yeah, well, has it I become think you- this almost obsession for you? It's become an obsession because I've had my creativity. You know, creativity doesn't leave. I don't, you know, you can't turn it on and off. We all have, we're all walking around with creativity inside of us. It just depends on how much we, you know, where we put it. You know, some people might put it in the way they work or they work out or, you know, people might not even think about the ways that they're using their creativity, but they're using it. They're, they're definitely Mm. using it. And for me, I was putting it into motherhood, right? I would create, you know, I create this beautiful home for my kids and I make sure my kids are filled with art and music and I put it into them, but I've continued to want to have an outlet for myself. It's like, I'm, I guess you could use the metaphors for like this leaky faucet, right? And I keep trying and I love to write as you and I know, I write, I write short stories, I write poetry, but writing as a parent. And very often I'm a single parent because my husband, you know, works around the world with the UN is impossible for me. And it's Mm, been head banging. You know, I stay up at night and I work on my short stories and then I suffer. I suffer for a month from the lack of sleep. And I just got to the point where I just thought I can't do this. And I remember sitting down with my husband and I just said, I can't, I can't write. It's, I don't, I can't get up. I was trying to get up every day at four 30 and make my coffee. And I was just too tired. And so I, at that point, I just kind of felt like I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to put my creativity into my kids. And then I started painting with my daughter. My daughter's mm. a brilliant artist. And it, it she really, is, my yes. piece, she's so like, she's, she's so good. My gosh, she's yeah. good. She's going to take the art world by storm. And <laughs> so it came out of the art and it came out of the pandemic, right? Because we were stuck in the house. We were isolating. Yeah. And yeah. I started to paint these faces. I started to do it as something to do with her. And I started to do it because I realized how lonely I was. I hadn't seen people in mm. so long. And so, mm. but the thing that happened, the biggest thing for me is, is that I realized it was something I could do with my kids. And it was something yeah. that I could do where I'm interrupted every five minutes and it's okay. Mm. I can put yeah. down a painting and go make a snack and I can come back to the painting. So it, suddenly it was like all of this creativity that I've been putting into them or I've been trickling on me. I just suddenly, it was like the dam broke. 
And mm. so every day, you know, I've got something, I've got my painting set up right in the middle of the living room. The kids love it. They're so supportive. Every second I get, I run over, I can do it. You know, they often will give me a nice chunk of time to sit, you know, in the afternoon when they're tired, they'll sit down with books. My daughter often paints with me, um, but it doesn't matter if the music's on, if they're loud, I can still paint. You can't do that with writing. At least I can. I know there are some yeah. writers that yeah. are brilliant with that. I can't. I need a quiet, yeah. you know, padded room to write with white walls and like nothing else. <laughs> so <laughs> literally. So from that's that's why the dam broke was because I just, you know, that's why I would say to people, if you're if you're struggling with the what you're trying to do with your creativity, you know, try and shift it. I, the, the irony yeah. of this whole thing is, is that I've never considered myself a painter. Like this is yeah. not a skill that I would have ever thought that I had. But what yeah. I really realized, Joel, is that our creativity isn't limited. If we're creative people, we can put that into something else. You know, I've studied, I've taken nonstop classes. I'm in two classes right now. I have to get up at 6.30 in the morning for my class tomorrow. Wow. You, you can take that creativity and you can, you can ship shape, shape it into anything, right? Shape yeah. shift it, like yep. into anything. I, I love, and you're, tell me about your um, faces. So listeners, if you go to sabrinalloyd.com, we'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes for you, um, or find Sabrina Lloyd on um, Instagram, you'll see that her paintings are faces, lots and lots and lots of different faces. Tell me about these faces. What, what is it? What are you communicating? What are you expressing with these faces? They come through to me. It's like, like I said, they're very intuitive. I, I will sometimes start with a sketch, um, but very, like I'll look at a picture and maybe sketch it out. Or oftentimes I'll use my daughter or my son in their sketch, but sometimes I just sit down with nothing, just the blank page. I, I pray before I paint very often. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just let, I say, let me move out of the way. That's what mm -hmm. I often pray. Let myself move out of the way. And I will, as I go along with my paintbrush, with my charcoal, with whatever medium I'm using, I can see the face starting to come through the page to me. And mm. once that starts to come, I just, I'm gone. Like it just, you know, and sometimes I have to stop, you know, like I said, if I have to make snacks, but you know, oftentimes it comes very fast. So it's almost like the person's coming through the page to me and they're very spiritual for me. They're very, I cry sometimes when I paint because I, I wow. feel like someone's coming in to say hi, almost, <laughs> yeah. um, do you know, I, I do, I feel like, Oh, hi, there you are. Like sometimes I'll be painting and all of a sudden now, you know, when I just kind of let myself go into that artistic zone that we, what we have, when we're acting or we're writing or we're, and yeah. I see that face appear, I get so excited. I'm like, there you are, you know, and I talk yeah, to it and wow. I'm like, I, I, I'm really so, you know, people often talk about my emotion in my work. Uh, especially the, a lot of the earlier stuff right now, I'm, I'm really into the abstract idea. So I'm working more in that, but the emotion, you know, being an actress, I'm, <laughs> I've always had a lot of emotion. I'm a very emotional yeah. person. And yeah. so I, I think that through the pandemic, you know, I had to be, well, I know through the pandemic, I've, I've had to be very strong for my children. I, I solo parented so far through most of it. And then we were just in Kenya for six months with my husband, but now I'm back here and, I can't let out the fear and the terror and, you know, watching the news and people dying and yeah. the, you know, the fear of getting it myself. And um, so my paintings, that's where I put it. And that's why, you know, people wow. say, sometimes people say your painting made me, someone said to me recently, one of your paintings sent me pictures of this painting made me cry. And it's mm. because that painting was my fear and my grief. Yeah, and, wow. you know, so often, you know, it's that I think, I think that that's the thing that's meant the most to me is that people say you're, 
pictures make me feel so much. And that's all of it. That's all of the emotion that I have been through. And, um, and that's what art is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to make us feel and yeah. think and touch us in that way. So it makes me really, um, really happy. I, I find it to be an incredibly healthy way to express my emotions, which is yeah. a really good, it's a really good, healthy way to say, you know, I'm feeling like, and I know sometimes I can look at my paintings um, for the day and see how I felt that day. I'm like, oh, I guess I was having a more of a rough day than I thought. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking, I was thinking, oh, I'm doing okay. And then I'm looking at my paintings. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I think I'm yeah. a little bit, I'm a little scared or I'm a little sad or gosh, there's a lot of grief in that face. So yeah. um, it's deeply, um, like I said, it's deeply spiritual for me. It's, it's. Yeah. I think that art, art moves me so much in the world. I think it moves so many of us and. I, to be able to put things out in the world that maybe move somebody else um, is so exciting and wonderful. And I feel, I feel lucky, I feel blessed, you know, I feel really blessed. And it sounds like this, like it totally sounds like it, you needed this, like you needed this release, this in the midst of pandemic and living on an island and isolation and all the, and homeschooling and everything. Um, it found you, which is such a beautiful thing and became your release to tap into those hard things. And I think for all of us, I, I wonder, um, I wonder again, how we can continue to open our hands to what might be to what we might need that creativity could give us. Um, and what I'm, what I'm wondering is, is there other, has there been other times in your life? Like we often talk on the deep place about the times in our life where creativity, where we needed creativity, where um, creativity spoke as into us as we were going through hard things. I'm wondering if there's um, anything in your life, a story or something you want to share that, um, <clears throat> that, that for you was like, oh, without my creativity right now, I, I don't know how I could have got through that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I mean, so, so much of my life. I mean, I, I, I would mm. think probably this pandemic, just because it's the most recent, yeah. I, I don't know physically what holding in that emotion would have done to me. Right. Yeah. I think we, you know, it's very easy for us to hold things in and I do it well. I think that, well, I know I was doing it well. I wasn't feeling very well. I was feeling more physically unwell than I had in a long time. And it was yeah. stress. It was definitely stress. So it, it allowed me to put it somewhere so that I could sleep better and rest deeper. Um, mm. And then for me, I mean, for books and stories, I, I, I mean, there's not, it's not a specific time. It's, it is my life. I mm. read every book I can on of memoirs. You know, I just, my friend just brought over bird by bird for me to reread today. And the monks, I haven't oh, read yeah. it so long. I know. And, you know, I just love it. Like I have my, my books with me that I always reach for, you know, I need to know yeah. that someone's had a hard time. You know, it's important for me, especially for the listeners. I, I, and why I love doing these podcasts is, you know, I think that people, you know, they look at my life and I have, of course, been deeply blessed. And, you know, especially living in third world countries. I mean, just the fact that I have food and a roof over my head. Yeah. My husband deals in, with refugees and those crises in the world. And But it has been 
challenge. You know, I've had a lot of hard, dark times and I, you know, it's important for me that people know that that's okay. You know, yes, I'm in this, I'm in this explosion of creativity right now, but this has followed a very difficult decade of my life where I didn't know where to put that creativity. And I was, you know, just trying to constantly rebuild a life in another country where I didn't know anybody and I didn't have friends or family. Like it's hard. It's a hard life, the expat life. And, and I didn't let go of art and that. So you asked me what seemed like, I mean, it was the constant, you know, books I read, paintings, I read Mm -hmm. poetry, I read, um, you know, watching the like African art is so incredible to me. So I would go to galleries all the time that I could and see the arts there. I mean, the stories that I heard from the people that I met these, this is, this is art to me. The story of mm. a life is art. I think, I truly think if we all looked at each other that way, every single person, your neighbors, yourself, your family, we're all a, a piece of art. We're, our life is our yeah. art. So mm. I sit there and I, I, you know, the woman who was just working for us in Kenya, I mean, her story would break your heart into a million pieces. And yet I heard her tell it to me and the way she told it and the way her hands shook when she showed me pictures of her past. And she was a refugee that had fled Uganda during the Amin years. And, you know, just the life that she has had, that is art. That is art. The fact that she has survived. Those, I mean, that is beauty. That is as beautiful to me as a painting hanging. So every chance we can be and we can have deep art in our lives just by listening to somebody, I think. You have a blog on your website mm-hmm. um, that you share lots of things in. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure people go to sabrinaloyd.com. There's such beautiful artistry and um, and your blog, your writing, writing's been a massive thing for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm reading here Mondays. I think it was the last one, May seventeenth, Monday's poem. I'm actually wondering if you could read it. It's um it's a poem by David White. Um, I love his poetry so much. Mm. Which one is it? Which is the date? Oh, here we go. Um, Ten years later. Oh, May 17th, I love this. Yeah. Okay. Ten years later by David White. When the mind is clear and the surface of the now still, swaying water slaps against the rolling kayak. I find myself near darkness, paddling again to Yellow Island. Every spring, wildflowers cover the gray rocks. Every year, the sea breeze ruffles the cold and lovely pearls hidden in the center of the flowers, as if remembering them by touch alone. A calm and lonely, trembling beauty that frightened me in youth. Now their loneliness feels familiar. One small thing I've learned these years, how to be alone, at the edge of aloneness, how to be found by the world. Innocence is what we allow to be gifted back to us once we've given ourselves away. There is only one world, there is one world only, the one to which we gave ourselves utterly and to which one day we are blessed to return. Yeah, I bet I picked that poem because it couldn't it couldn't fit me more perfectly right now in my life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was beautiful. reading your 
blog earlier and I and then came across that poem and just as we we're talking I was like ah oh, that poem so much yeah seems yeah. to represent you so much even like the yes paddling, the kayak paddling and rolling to, I know yeah and paddling <laughs> towards island. this island and yeah yes yes it's been yeah it, that poem is it is and you know it's interesting because I've I've my I've often been afraid to be alone yet I've chased it my whole life and I realized that I've chased isolation and I had to do that again I think to claim myself and to claim myself as an artist right I really I really gave so much of that power away when I was younger and I didn't know how to be it and so I had to go deeper and deeper so it didn't surprise me that I ended up I ended up on an island alone you know in a country that wasn't mine (laughs) I was like okay (laughs) I mean when my husband when we found when we when we picked this place and he dropped us off I mean I was here with two kids alone I did not know one person I had never been here in my whole life and I watched him fly away and I was like and now I have to build a life in a place I've never been (laughs) with two children (laughs) young children my son was only three (laughs) it was crazy (laughs) that is crazy that's full-on and talk about the things that that aloneness that being at the edge of the world teaches us um you Mm. have gone on such a beautiful journey and I'm loving this moment because it reminds me we so we ran a course together um, mm-hmm. an online course, which is happening again soon. I would have spoken about it at the start uh, when I introduced you. Um, listeners would have heard, but let, um, I love it because these were kind of the kind of moments that we had in, in our storytelling. The Art of Crafting story is sharing these stories that have impacted us, that have spoken so deeply into us uh, and mm-hmm. into our lives. So listeners, please do um, check out joelmaceroeducation.com because on the 5th of July, we're starting uh, the art of crafting story once again and you could join sabrina and i if you've enjoyed this podcast then you could have a whole month of us chatting <laughs> like this <laughs> it's it's an epic class it is really truly an epic class it's in it's an incredible i it has touched many people it still touches me just yeah. I, and i'm excited to do it again it's it's a really it's a deep one it's a deep creative it's a deep dive i call it a deep dive yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah. And maybe to maybe as we kind of come into finish, I'd love to hear for you. So that class was all around storytelling mm-hmm. um, and a, about creating indelible stories. And and you shared that David White poem then, and you've kind of mentioned how re, like you read uh, memoirs all the time, all these mm-hmm. stories. Um, and the, the faces uh, that you paint, they are laden with stories as well. What is it, what I'm wondering as we finish off is, what is it for you about, um, about creativity and storytelling? That what's exciting you about at the moment or what's moving you? Why is there this love, this obsession? Yes, with painting, with reading, with stories. What is it, what's happening for you in all this story stuff? You know, I mean, I think it's the same, I think it's the same thing that drew me to acting, which is Mm. I, you know, I, life is really crazy, right? We're in this crazy, weird ride. I don't feel like, you know, we get so busy. I don't feel like enough of us stop and talk about it. Like it's really hard and Mm. difficult and wonderful and brilliant and exhausting (laughs) and all of these things to be alive. I, I used to lay as a little girl. 
I used to love to go out and lay on the grass and look at the stars and just imagine this planet spinning really fast in space. I mean, just that fact alone. And yet we're here. And so I, I'm interested in how we're doing it and why we're doing it and why people lose themselves and how people find themselves and how do people believe in a God they can't see and how do people choose to not believe in a God and what gives them their ability to live. I'm just so deeply fascinated in all of it. So I, you know, I wanted, I lived in the movies when I was a little girl and wanted to see all of it. And then I wanted to be it and play it and, and share it and discover those stories for myself and acting and share them with people. And then it was, and still is much about writing. And, you know, I write a lot of my characters and my stories are, are struggling to find as most stories are, you know, to find those answers as well. And now my paintings, it's the same thing. It's emotion and grief and sadness and occasionally joy might pop in there, but it's, it's (laughs) more, it's more about, because I just, you know, I, I really do want to shake everybody and just stop. Like I love, talking to people and I, I, how do we do it? And how do we do it? We, 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 it's right there. Let's go watch this movie, go read this book, go look at this painting mm-hmm. because it, all the answers I think are found in art and storytelling. And I want to know how to live. And I, I mean, really, honestly, I, cause I, I guess the, I really don't. And so I feel like I find my answers in stories. You know, right now I'm really interested in reading older stories of older protagonists and characters. And I find I'm often drawn to drawing older people because I wonder how you do it. How do you become old? How does that feel? And so to me, storytelling shows us how to live. Hmm. Ah, such a beautiful answer. Um, (laughs) This has been, this has been delightful. Like we, we can talk and have talked previously for hours and hours and hours in our course together. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, (laughs) if you haven't had too much, there's more in the course. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But um, thank you for being on here and sharing so honestly about uh, the struggles and what I, what I, what I love to hear and what, um, so much of your life for me kind of resounds with is um, is the seasons of our creativity and the seasons of life and that we go through um, all the different things that we go through, the transitions in life, the movements in life and our, our creativity transitions with us. And throughout it all, um, what your life for me speaks to is again and again and again coming back to uh, what grounds you coming back to um, to throughout all of your travels it's like finding home maybe not in uh, maybe not in the place you are necessarily but in your creativity um, yes it's finding I, I just think you're just this resounding glory of whatever you are going through creativity will still hold you uh, and it's yes, it's wonderful to hear. It will hold you, and 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 it doesn't matter if it hasn't. Like, it's 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 going to be like it will come. You know, I mean, I have had so many times of fear of, oh my gosh, is there going to be anything left for me to create? You know, I have every insecurity everybody has, and every fear yeah. everybody has. But it will, it, it is there. It's there. You're putting it into something and it will be there and it will find you, right? And it can go away again and it can find you again. It's the dance. It's a dance. Uh, it's glorious. Yeah. What a glorious dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Sabrina Lloyd, thank you so much for being Thanks. on The Deep sure. Place. All of the links to your stuff will be in the show notes and um, so lovely to chat. Thank you so much, Joel. Oh, that was great.